0: Welcome to the Final Fantasy Wiki Podcast for June 2022! And, as you can hear in my voice, video games are back! Last month, it was just me and Some Color Mage, and we had nothing to talk about, and it was really sad, and it looked like the world was going to be terrible. This month, the world is even worse! Unspeakably horrible! Awful things all around us. A sense of utter depravity and lack of control and nobody stepping in to do anything, but there's Final Fantasy. And E3 kinda Mm. happened. E three-ish. Uh what did you all think of uh the E3? Oh oh yeah, Yeah, um I need to uh
1: so exciting.
0: But (laughs) that was amazing. Congratulations. Okay. Uh oh yeah, I need to introduce my other people. Sorry. Uh, Cat Use! You're here. Hello. Some Color Mage!
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Hi. And Techno Obliterator! Yo, what's going on? Okay. What did you all think of, uh, quote, E3,
1: end quote? Good. Like, uh, I think the gaming industry is starting to catch up with the fact that. You know, they've been slowed down for the past couple years, and I'm happy with what we saw. I'm quite happy with it. That's it? Yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) you know, there's nothing really to complain about, you know? I mean, I guess there's a minor complaint of, like, why are they making a Last of Us remake? When yeah. it was only two generations ago mm-hmm. and the graphics are pretty good but i know that i'm a hypocrite cause i'm still gonna buy it
0: are, oh you don't necessarily need to buy it the games i mean if you own the I game to, you can play it on your playstation 5 to. right now
1: that is true but i'm also an idiot okay a
0: sucker
1: i'm gonna buy it
0: i mean these are words you're saying i'm not necessarily saying them uh all right, we are all pressed for time because uh, unfortunately we're all adults and scheduling people for even ridiculous podcast things requires a lot of finagling. So, why don't we start with um, Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. So, um, this
1: was the one I was most happy about. It, right? it is. I mean, TechnoBliterator,
0: um, you wrote or rewrote basically our entire Final Fantasy VII section. I wrote it originally, yeah. then you erased it and made it better.
1: No, I didn't erase it. You made I it better. On what you yes. Yeah. Blue, you Blue you wrote, wrote the, work, the
2: compilation yeah. timeline, techno wrote the remake timeline. Oh well, there
1: you go. Yeah.
0: Look, yeah. when I came around or, we didn't even have a Fort Condor page. I might have created that one. You did. Yeah. You did. So um and this was a week do. ago now? No, uh, a week and a half ago, right? I, I don't yeah. I don't know what time is anymore, but uh, Square Enix announced a stream for Final Fantasy VII stuff. They did not tell us what it was. It was supposed to arrive at 6 p.m. It was five minutes late. Uh, the stream yeah. ran very poorly. It did not have subtitles originally. Then it stopped. <laughs> And then they started over. <laughs> and
2: then on YouTube, when you turned it on, regardless of what language you have, have the side set to, it defaulted to German for some reason.
0: <laughs> it was one of the messiest streams I've ever seen. Uh, they announced like three things, and then you're like, when they ended with Crisis Core Remake, you're like, oh, god damn it, this is what it all was for, just for Crisis Core Remake. But no! Final Fantasy VII Remake to Rebirth
1: yeah i mean like you know uh for those who might have seen the the stream that the three of us did like you know we were streaming the event and it's so funny because i have this whole like you know the stream was about to start and i had that whole pre-stream rant of like man i think the ff7 community are just hyping themselves up for disappointment i think they're just you know like, you know, the, the whole expectations that we're going to see Crisis Core and then we're going to get a trailer for the new part. I thought, at most, we'll get the title reveal of the new part. And we won't. I didn't think we'd get a release date. I didn't think we'd get a trailer. I And I thought the whole Crisis Core thing was nonsense. I thought, there's no way they'll do that. I thought, maybe the Crisis Core thing was referring to the fact that it's in Ever Crisis. But then... All of those things happened. Yeah. Like it was amazing. Like literally everything I thought was never going to come to pass. Like you know I have never seen an event like blow away my expectations like that before. Especially not from Square Enix of all people. Because I'm used to expecting like oh you know you think your favorite game is going to be in an event but it's not you know it'll be it next year and then next year and then next year. But we got all of it. in 10 minutes so you know i really can't complain like it was it was incredible okay it's um... uh
2: it's okay techno because nobody uh heard your uh your wrong predictions because i <laughs> fucked up the audio and didn't notice until the streams the uh stream started and started playing audio out of the wrong speakers
0: oh <laughs> Yeah, I was uh I was in a car driving to Ohio, so I did not listen to your guys' thing. Sorry. No worries. Cat uh, You's what did you think?
3: About are you talking about specifically about sf seven or are you talking about the E3 in general? Uh, anything you want to talk about. Okay. Um so I feel like E three as a whole so after god knows how many years of coronavirus i should not have been disappointed and yet i still kind of felt let down by e3 maybe i had overly high expectations and and maybe maybe part of it was just because of uh summer games fest just like soured the whole thing for me oh there
1: wasn't... yeah no doubt, garbage you didn't like
0: yeah, the I, space I think, games
3: all the space I don't horror. give a shit about Dead Space. Why is there like 10,000 games that are just the game Dead Space? Um, I, you have all the different they, flavors
0: to choose from.
3: Yeah, they got Vanilla Dead Space, Chocolate Dead Space. Horny Dead Space. Uh, kind of that's Dead space. uh, yeah,
0: There's Horny Dead Space. There's 2D Dead Space. I played a demo of that. Uh, there's a, a Dead Space game called, I think, Abandoned that actually was abandoned and has been in development for 10 years. Great. Yep. Um, Troy Baker, Dead Space. Oh, my God.
3: Um, What I was going to say is um, I was, like Techno, very surprised at the amount of stuff that came out in the Final Fantasy VII um, uh, event. I forget what it was called. The anniversary event. And I haven't actually played the FF7 remake because... I don't have a console, and I was like, I don't really want to set up Epic Games Store just so I can play a game that I played when I was a kid. But now we have the now Final Fantasy VII is coming to Steam, or it is on Steam already. Oh yeah, that was another thing um, I forgot to mention. That we're getting a Crisis Core Remaster for some reason. And that's kind of cool. I think
0: we got to um, get into that.
3: And we actually have a guarantee that there is going to actually be a second part of the remakes. It was kind of starting to feel like. Is there ever going to be a second part of this three part remake and it's happening so now oh. I feel like so at yeah, least for me that now that I feel theme. motivated to play the Final Fantasy 7 remake so at the very least something did its job in in the slew of games marketing over the past month and that it sold me on the Final Fantasy 7 remake Techno. you not know so saying? many years
1: yeah we, we didn't even know there would be three parts like you know for a while they've been kind of like oh, are there gonna be three, maybe there's gonna be four, or like, you know, people had all these wild speculation theories about how many parts there were gonna be. I always knew there were gonna be, like, around three, because it just makes sense, right, you know? You're gonna have Final Fantasy VII and New Hope, Final Fantasy VII, The Empire Strikes Back, Final Fantasy VII, Return of the Jedi. It's just- Uh,
2: Okay, so we're fighting Pepper up with Walk now, okay.
1: I'm I'm for (laughs) it. Yeah, I mean, it just makes too much sense that that would be what the structure would be like to me, you know But um, yeah, like you were saying about a comment on Steam. That's another thing like I didn't expect it to be on Steam this year And instead they're like no, it's on Steam right now. Or, or it was like it's on Steam tomorrow Something stupid like that. I'm like big man like, you know like, we, what did we do to deserve this? I mean, you know, members of our fandom harassed Nojima, and yet you're still giving us all this goodness and acting like we're like, we deserve all this stuff. But well,
2: let let's you know, be so realistic I- here. A member harassed Nojima, yeah. and everyone else told True. him to shut the fuck up.
0: Yes, we okay. don't need to give air to one weird dude on Twitter because yeah. There's We've so given that much guy work. enough
3: attention on this yeah. podcast already. Um, right. Let me just close out my my thoughts on the June marketing blitz. Uh, we're going to come back to Final Fantasy sixteen, but that's pretty hype. And there's also story-focused NFTs, which is
1: not <laughs> hype. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was going to save uh, <laughs> so the I news thought. B-roll for the very end. But, uh... I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, Square Enix uh, announced they were not going to spend their money on the sale of uh, Eidos on NFT stuff. And then they announced later that they're making story-centered NFTs. Uh, at this point, I, I don't think any of it's ever going to happen. It's as likely as Musk going to Mars. It's something he says to make the investors happy.
2: Like uh, I should note on that point, uh, at one point, I didn't post this in the general channel, but I saw... Uh, some people talking about because I did know for a while that Square Enix did already have this mobile game, Japan only, that was allegedly NFT tech but people have analyzed this and there is literally no blockchain tech in it at all and they're using NFTs to like refer to like an auction house
0: yeah that's the thing you can go and say NFTs are anything it's just basically what's in mobile games already Uh, Diablo Immortal is brutally monetized to a simply disgusting degree, and that could just be what's...
2: 540,000 US dollars to max out a character suboptimally.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, mobile games are bad, and, uh, they end poorly. It's a brutal world. But let's not talk about mobile games, because we have good games to talk about. Real games. And we
2: have to talk about one later eventually, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes, we do. Um... But uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, this is announced for... I, I, let me go through the other things first, then we'll go to Remake, how about that? So, first they announced that Ever Crisis, we actually got to see that game for once. Uh, that is uh, yeah, coming out this year. It. Sorry?
1: Yeah. yeah it... uh, I love the art style, is all I'm going to say for that.
0: Okay, it's kind of interesting, the art style, because what they showed yeah. is there's these kind of chibi-ish models walking around and it looks like original Final Fantasy 7. I think all the things they showed were right. from original Final Fantasy 7, not from any of the compilation things.
2: I think No, there was a little bit of the, Crisis Core. Yeah, there a was a little was bit of Crisis Core.
0: Okay. Uh, um, the uh,
2: Final Fantasy 7 related stuff in there was also neat because they basically accurately recreated the maps from the original version. Yes. Like, same yeah. camera angle, same general design everything
1: yeah, um, but what i love about it uh-huh. my favorite part of that is that they have an updated translation for the original script oh. because final fantasy 7 remake is not the original script no like, it's not you know it's they oh well, yeah yeah they completely rewrote the dialogue not just in english but in japanese so now we're having a new english translation of the Final Fantasy 7 script, you know, similar to how you had the Final Fantasy 6 script and then you had the SNES translation, which was not as good as the GBA translation.
0: Okay, so we'll finally be able to decide that it's Aerith everywhere on the wiki, not Aeris in any single spot.
1: Yes, that is true. Yeah.
0: Okay. Alright, uh, what I was gonna... I, I was trying to finish with the art style. What was interesting is they have kind of super deformed-ish characters... But then within the battles themselves, they are using the models from the remake or a kind of scaled down version of the models from the remake. It it suddenly switches art styles, which, yes, Final Fantasy VII originally did that. Um, But it it kind of, I don't know, there's kind of a discontinuity I don't buy there or I don't quite like. The other thing I have to wonder about is that this is a mobile JRPG. Now I've played one of these that Square next announced uh, or made. It was Near Reincarnation last year, and that was a JRPG. Oh, yeah, that was a JRPG in name only. It was an auto battler. It was very boring. I kind of worried what the combat's actually going to be in this, because it kind of looked just like that to me a bit.
2: Well, it did seem to have more buttons to push. So, all right,
0: um, yeah. I I'll have to play this. I think we all have to play this. This is content.
1: Yeah. Like, the changed, thing is, like, you know, I almost don't care how uh, Ever Crisis plays just because, like, you know, everything else around it is stuff that I'm so happy we're getting. Mm-hmm. You know, so I have a full expectation right now. I'm going to go with the worst possible case scenario and assume it's literally just Record Keeper again but Final Fantasy VII themed, and there's no depth to it. So it's literally just going to be a load of gotcha crap. And, you know, we saw Aerith and Tifa in different costumes, right? So I'm operating on the assumption it's literally just that. But even still, the stuff around it we're getting, like, negates that for me. Because I wasn't going in thinking, oh, Ever Crisis is going to be my favorite game in the series. So I'm just happy enough that we're getting the other stuff and expecting... The combat system to be kind of whack.
3: I will say that just because there's waifu dress up doesn't mean that it's gotcha. Final Fantasy VII being, or Final Fantasy XIV rather, sorry, being the most notorious example. But um, let's be honest, there is a lot of waifu dress up gotcha out there. Yeah, we, you know. we
2: do right. we do already know that there's gotcha in uh, in Ever Crisis. Uh, yeah, it's going it's to be not one gacha of those. for characters, so it's not. So it's not the absolute worst type of gacha, but, uh, um, well, I mean, we'll it can't we'll be know. the absolute worst type of gacha because it's not fucking the Union Cross,
0: so, yeah. um, right. I don't remember what Union Cross was. Oh wait, that's the Kingdom Hearts one, right? Say, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many of yeah. these damn
1: things. My experience, my experience with Final Fantasy gacha games, like, I do think Opera Omnia actually does it really well. War of the Visions, whatever that is, the Final Fantasy tactic ones, is dog shit. Like, as a gotcha system. That's garbage. I hated that. But I do think Opera Omnia does it really well.
0: Yeah, so I guess we'll need to see more of this game in order to make a clearer decision. But it does appear to be a one-to-one? Question mark remake of the original game. And they also have plans... I think they did announce that they were going to adapt Crisis Core and at least Dirge of Cerberus, possibly.
2: Yeah, they uh, they said that they're going to adapt the entire thing and also add a new new storyline about young Sephiroth.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I could do that. Uh, I, Evercross, is, yeah. right? That's going to be in there? Yeah. Alright, um, were they. I guess they'd have to make Advent Children playable in order for this to make sense?
1: they do that is there is a plan to do that which okay. i'm happy about because we've never had that before hey sure, you... advent children like yeah i mean i don't really like it as a story but so you know i'm kind of mixed on that aspect of it but you know it'll be interesting to see what they do with it okay
0: that'll be I mean, out on phones like... this year sorry I'm, I'm kind of yeah, hustling yeah. us if you don't mind because I know everyone's got hard out so let's move on to Crisis Core Remake this is a looks like an exact remake of the original game and will be out on everything this winter anyone have any thoughts so, on this?
2: Not, not 100% exact because like while yeah, the general gist of the combat appears to be the same uh, Zach's uh, general movements and how he acts and also enemy flinching and stuff appears to be a lot more remake-like than Crisis Call. Right. Is there a
0: stagger? I didn't see that in the trailer.
2: No, there's no stagger but there's like um, a lot of Crisis Call I mean, I think you know this sure I appreciate <laughs> it. You You could basically just stunlock everything to death and if they hit you first they get to stunlock you to death. Uh... First, first of all, that doesn't seem to be a thing, like, we could see enemies getting hit and them not being flinched unless, like, they get hit with a finisher or something.
0: Okay. So. Alright, so they might have added a bit more of that. Um, what, some core made just to go back, let's rewind to 2008, I think was when Crisis Core came out. That game, you could beat yeah, the bad. entire thing with two buttons. You hit square four times, then you hit circle to dodge square. Oh, uh, You circle around behind the enemy, hit square four times, then hit circle, hit square four times, then hit circle, then the slots will come and solve all your problems. This is a game with slots constantly running in the top left corner, which will give you an endless supply of limit breaks, and uh, also there's a heal one if you get three errors, which will happen very frequently. I don't like this game, but uh, lots of people do, and I-, I think it has a place in history. With updated combat, yeah. it could be quite good
1: i will say that like you know as far as like um as far as the whole remake remaster thing kind like you know for that like it does look like they're using remake models for it like you know
0: yeah they have updated the graphics
1: yeah. yeah and it is a significant upgrade right it doesn't just feel like you know the type zero hd Upgrade because that was not a whole not much of a leap, it was better, but you know, wasn't that big.
0: It was, um,
1: whereas, like, no,
0: techno, I, I, you haven't seen PlayStation Portable graphics in a while, but they look quite bad, they are worse than you remember. So, the full PlayStation 4 version of Type Zero looks a lot better than the PSP version.
2: Oh, god, yeah, even, even like, slapping, uh. Slapping a Decidia Duodecim into a uh, PlayStation Vita TV does not look that great.
0: No, there's a okay. lot of pixel jaggedness. Uh-huh. Uh
1: huh. I have played PSP games recently, but they were ratchet and clank, so that doesn't <laughs> probably isn't a good yeah like indicator for how Final Fantasy will look. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, so I will say that it looks a lot better. It looks like an upgrade. I am really excited to play Crisis Core because, you know, I've heard all the different opinions on it. I've heard Blue's perspective on it, you know, and the general perspective of there's a lot of Final Fantasy fans who weren't happy with it because, you know, and they'll say things like the gameplay is repetitive and blah, 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 which is probably true, but they'll also say, like, they don't like what it added to the story because there's a lot of stuff it added to the story that's jank. Oh, but Tech mail i heard the other
0: techno sorry to interrupt can you introduce what crisis core is because i forgot to even explain what this game is what's its plot
1: yes that is yes this is a good segue to introduce what it is so crisis core is about zach fair you know if you saw the black haired guy at the end of seven remake who has the same Buster Sword as cloud right so zach fair was cloud's mentor right um well kind of Right? Yeah, the Zack Fair was the precursor to Cloud, and the story is about what happened to Zack Fair up through to Final Fantasy VII. Right, and as of Final Fantasy VII, he is deceased. So this is about his whole story up to that point, how he meets and falls in love with Aerith. You know, because Cloud reminded Aerith of Zack. Right, so that's where the mutual attraction came from. It's about all of that. It also includes the part where Sephiroth goes mad, you know? And the thing is, like, there are scenes in Crisis Core which were in the original game, you know? So the scene of Sephiroth going mad and stuff, we did see that, but we saw that from Cloud's perspective on it. And I don't want to spoil too much, but Cloud's perspective wasn't exactly... He didn't exactly have the full picture, whereas Zack did.
2: Like, and it's not like and... the English version of 7 remake didn't already spoil that uh, Cloud's uh, perspective on all of that is completely wrong anyway.
1: True enough, right? <laughs> um, So, so uh, his perspective on it isn't exactly correct. In Crisis Core, you see the full picture of it, right? But I think one of the things about Crisis Core that does annoy a lot of people, right, and it's not gacked, but one thing that does annoy a lot of people that I have seen is that it has a very different interpretation on zach's death you know Whereas crisis core because you've had a whole game about this maybe
0: maybe we do we want to spoil the ending of this video game that maybe people haven't played as coming out very soon
1: i won't explain like much about his death i'll just say that he does die right we do yes no he dies And they make it a dramatic thing. They make it like Uh a big event. Whereas in Final Fantasy VII, the original, you see a flashback of Zack's death, and it is completely unceremonious. It's just, he's running towards Midgar with Cloud, he gets shot, he dies. No last words, no, like, you know, no, like, none, none of that. There's nothing dramatic about it. It's literally just, he dies unceremoniously, and that's kind of the point. A lot of people like that Final Fantasy VII has a more realistic interpretation of what death looks like, you know? Because if you lost a loved one like that and they were just shot and killed, that's how it would feel. It's just one second, bam, they're gone. You know, but, okay. so a lot of people weren't happy with Crisis Core kind of, like, kind of changing that. So uh, I guess that's, I'm representing the two sides of the argument there. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited in it because a lot of people say that they do really like zach as a character and he's very charismatic he's a very like you know he's a hero that people like aspire to be so that's he kind is of if the other side is they really like zach the character but on the other hand you have people who don't really like how it changed the law and right. there's also another part of the dislike which is you know there's a certain character in crisis core Called Gact that we have a bit of a uh, Gact, running joke. No, Gact is not the character; he's the guy that he's plays not, him. He's not called guy. Oh, he's, 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 he's played. Uh, from, there's a character called Genesis. Yes, he's called Genesis, and he's based on Gact, and he's so Genesis sucks ass. Yeah. But all right. All right anyway, so so anyway, so that's my... Yeah, is that yeah. the yeah, number of Christ you That
0: sounds pretty fair. Um, I, we yeah. don't need yeah. to. Maybe we don't need to burn the entire pod on Crisis Core because we're gonna need to do an episode on it when it re-releases. Yes, uh, I I think we can
2: just sum it up as Genesis is kind of annoying, but Gact rules, and those who cannot come by themselves will absolutely come by his hand. What?
0: (laughs) What? What? Why? He He absolutely
2: tweeted that out once. Gact is one only motherfucker on Twitter, I tell you.
0: Okay, alright, just to explain, Gact is a real person. He is a Japanese pop star. Uh, Genesis is a fictional character who is, I guess he would be the cooler to Sephiroth's Frieza, if that metaphor makes any sense to you. He's,
2: Yeah, I guess.
0: Yeah, pretty much. He's the Pepsi to Sephiroth's Coke. It's like, we don't have enough Sephiroth, let's go and make another Sephiroth. Um...
1: But.
0: Oh, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I had a thought and I lost the thought completely. Whatever, we can move on. Yeah, uh, yeah. we'll have plenty of time for Crisis Core. Um, okay, yeah. So, uh, the most important thing, I think that there's a Final Fantasy 7 clock you can buy. Uh, did I, did I imagine the clock? <laughs>
2: yeah, the, the yep. Master
0: sold clock, yeah. Yes, yes, yes,
1: for $300 or something absurd. Yeah, if that had less of a price tag, I'd actually consider it.
0: I mean, you're spending money on worse things right now.
1: Oh, true enough.
0: Yeah. Um, so, the main event of this Final Fantasy Seven stream was Final Fantasy Seven Remake 2. This is not the exact title, I just need to explain It's the sequel to Final Fantasy Seven Remake. It is now called Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, which they said will be out next winter next winter does not mean the winter that's coming next. It means the winter between 2022 and 2023.
1: So, get it So It could effectively be out like December 2023 or it could be out February
0: 2024. No. I don't think they said that. No. uh, December Uh, 2023 or January February 2024 or March.
2: That is what we yeah and like that's what we're expecting because the crisis call one uh, one was slated as this winter instead of next winter and yeah. for fuck's sake just put a fucking year on your seasonal announcement
0: I'm gonna say the entire uh, English literary construct of next date is extremely confusing and it needs to be tossed out when you say next it needs to be the next one in proximity do not tell yeah, me next like, Friday if you mean the Friday in next week just get yeah, rid when of that. winter right.
2: is six months away, I think next winter is the winter that's six months away.
0: Yes, so
1: right,
0: that's yeah, not that's X, not X, Square Enix's fault. That's the fault of uh, Johnny English, the man who invented English. <laughs> so um, we say, got say, a yeah. uh, we got a two minute trailer of, of this thing. It wasn't all that substantial, but we did see uh, clips of the famous Nibelheim flashback sequence, which happens in the next town that everyone was walking to, which is called Calm. Yeah,
1: they kind of focused most on that. They did. I feel like most of the trailer was spent there, yeah. You know, you had a lot of quotes from Cloud, like, Mm -hmm. you know, where he was describing it, and then Tifa was like, wait a minute, so are you saying I should be dead? Because that doesn't sound right, you know, Tifa gaslighting herself, kind of. Now, Techno,
0: I'm gonna rely on your expertise right now. When Cloud was reviewing his story, he tells the party the story of what happened in his home time in Nibelheim. He does come across a yep. point where he finds Tifa possibly dead. Does Tifa in the original game make that joke that, what, did I die back then? Or is that a new line that they added in?
1: That is a new line that they added in. Okay. Like, you know, what actually happens uh, in 7, the original Like uh, around that time is Tifa doesn't really interrupt him a whole lot. you No. The the only occasions where she really interrupts him are like, if you go into her house, she's like, Cloud, did you go into my house? And then you (laughs) as the player can say yes and then go in and find the orthopedic underwear. Or you can just say no and then you get kicked out of it. That's That's the only real time she really... That's the only time she really interrupts him. For the most Mm -hmm. part, she's kind of like She's kind of shy about it. Mm-hmm. Like because and you know, uh we've generally interpreted that to mean as like, you know, she kinda knew it was bullshit but didn't wanna like didn't wanna speak up for fear oh. of like, you know, the repercussions of that. You're like, don't don't give away know. too much. Don't we don't know
0: what's gonna happen okay. in this version.
1: Okay. Well, so she kind of didn't really wanna speak up because of the repercussions. Mm-hmm. But so that is an entirely new line. Her yes. interrupting him and asking, was I there, mm-hmm. is a new thing that was added.
0: Okay. I have a overall theory right now. All right. I've been working on this for a little while. I haven't told anybody because I didn't want to burn Pod.
1: All right. Yeah, actually, just before you say that, can I just add to that yeah. thing? Was yeah, like, yeah. You know, the one line of dialogue that she does have is barrett would you please let us hear what cloud has to say you can ask questions later did you say so that in the trailer
0: cloud or she... the original game
1: she said that in the original game okay so if anything in the original she actually discouraged interrupting him uh-huh. anyway sorry carry on
0: okay there's something happening with niebelheim that is very important so important that they're showing us the original events through zach's perspective and also, what was the last thing we saw in the Final Fantasy VII Remake? We saw Zack reborn. Zack is at Nibelheim. Yeah. We're being retold Zack's story just in case you didn't play Crisis Core. Now you can. You can be caught up to all this. Nibelheim is big shit in this thing. Zack is going to be really important somehow. I don't know wow. how he's important, but Nibelheim it's very big. Nibelheim
1: is where a lot of stuff happened.
0: Nibelheim is the center to all of this, just like Jar Jar. Yeah. So, um like dark, yeah,
2: dark I I suspect that there is going to be something up with the ending of Crisis Core reunion cuz like uh, first of all the ending of Crisis Core is originally depicts an event that the ending of uh, 7 remake retcons and also it's fucking called reunion it's going to have some sort of critical thing to the plot because why else would they call it reunion
0: I guess because right. Remake and Rebirth have been taken and Reloaded is too cheesy, and Resurrection neared yeah, to that but like last everyone, year. And...
2: Everyone thought Reunion was going to be the name of one of the seven remake parts.
0: Well, did we? Mm. We didn't know they were going to be using this. Oh, by the way, uh, Final Fantasy Seven Remake. This is my other theory. So Remake, Final Fantasy Seven Part 1, mostly one-to-one. Now you're telling me you're doing a Rebirth. Now, Rebirth is not as faithful as Remake needs to be. And this, of course, is one of the major themes of Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is them literally fighting against the canon of the original game in this bizarre, okay. fictional soup thing. So I am thinking that we are going... Yeah. Uh, we've known this for a while. We're going Evangelion rebuild right now. Uh, this one's going to start breaking from the plot in very significant ways. Zack at Nibelheim... Whatever yeah. happening at Nibelheim might be the first real major deviation.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Like, you know, uh, I do- I'll be honest, Like I don't like theorizing this m- too much, and that's only because I know whatever theory I have is going to be totally wrong. So I don't mind being I wrong. I don't like to... Uh, yeah, I don't like to offer my own theories too much, but... um. Yeah, I can see, absolutely, the whole idea of, like, you know, we're gonna, like, diverge quite a bit more, more now. Like, I can definitely see that. Like, the other thing I'll add to it is that, um, can't remember who it was. I think it might have, it was either Najima or the other director who said this in the address. But he said, we specifically designed it so Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is one you can start with from scratch, you know. You can go into this game knowing nothing about Final Fantasy VII, knowing nothing about, like, anything else. You can just start from this one, and you don't need to understand anything else, and that's all you need going forward, right? So I think, you know, that to me is quite telling, that they are, like, you know, they do want this as kind of like a starting point, so Seven Remake was almost like a precursor to whatever this is going to be. You know, so I I do think it was really interesting how he said that.
0: I wonder if that's just marketing speak because, on a certain level, you want to sell as many copies as possible. I'm I might be stealing this yeah, from Jeff Gersman. Jeff Gersman's new podcast, the Jeff Gersman podcast. Um, so uh, he mentioned that this is something they said during Mass Effect times that you could go start two or three without playing the other ones because you have to understand that if you're selling a sequence of games. You sold this many Final Fantasy VII Remake 1. That means that's the maximum amount you could sell for Final Fantasy Remake... Yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake 2. And then that, it's just decreasing sales. It's always going to be reducing amounts. Yeah, so mean, they're going to say, yeah, you could start on this one, even if you'll be completely lost.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. But then, like, you know, you can look at, like... How is it that, if we go back to the Star Wars analogy, how is it that Return of the Jedi has better box office returns than The Empire Strikes Back? Although, uh, I mean, I guess VHS. that's not really as good of a comparison. Yeah, I guess that's not as good of a comparison because, you know, you can see a film more than once. But They,
0: both, they also both had fewer box office sales than the original Star Wars.
1: Yeah, that's true. That
0: Significantly true. less, actually. Star Wars was record-breaking in its time neither of those movies were. Cat, uh, you, yeah. Some Color Mage, do either of you got theories?
2: Um, I honestly, yeah, have no idea what's going on at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. like, they've kind of been in the past kind of contradictory about this. Like, you know, the ending of Remake... It's literally about, you know, throwing the established uh, cannon away, allowing them to manipulate events as they need to. And yet they've also said, oh, we'll probably still hew closely to the plot. Which, I mean, sure. But at the same time, there are still several minor adjustments you can make that can cause things to go completely off the rails. Yep. Like, you don't need yeah. to uh, go full uh, rebuild of Event galleon and have... Uh, One plot point just deviates so critically that the final parts are so completely divorced from the original context that you have no idea what's going on. Although I wouldn't put that past them either, that Remake Part 3 is just something completely original, because something happens in Rebirth that throws off the plot entirely.
0: Cat, Hughes, do you have any thoughts? I'm not sure, I mean not sure I keep, is fine like,
3: I keep coming back to this Like, like I've just been listening to that. I keep coming back, coming back to this you're, you're saying oh you need to have Square Enix has to say that you don't need to have played um, the remake to play Rebirth um, and yet if, if this is a completely new experience completely new experience the impact of it will being so different will maybe be lost if we can't assume that people have played the original final fantasy 7 and i think most people who are playing this game probably haven't played the original final fantasy 7.
0: yeah that
1: probably is true at this point there's a surprising number of people who played (laughs) 7 remake and had never like you know experienced the first one at all i mean it's great like i love that that happened but anyway karen
3: it's I mean, been... I don't think it's that surprising. It's a, it's a it's a it's a old ass game. Twenty five years. Sure um,
1: enough, True enough, yeah.
3: Like, how many people have played the original Crash Bandicoot?
0: Uh, uh, I, have uh, in, yeah, um, I have in. I have in Uncharted
1: Four. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, um, I I have played it, and it came out the year I was born, which was also the year that Tupac passed away. RIP. But, <laughs> um, good point. Very good point.
3: Um, And and, and so, yeah, I guess my takeaway is... If Square Enix wants these games to be accessible without having like a million prerequisites... um, Then it's hard for them to completely deviate from the original story. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: But it also means that you're even more free at that point. If you completely break it, then it's like, oh, you don't even need to play the original story. Though they're also selling ever crisis which is the original story so there's a lot of gears happening uh, that's at true. once. i I, I don't
2: every uh, pretty much every single platform you can get final fantasy 7 on that too so. yeah so all right i don't Reals think there's wheels. a
0: grand strategy of every single burger that they're selling adding up to one giant mega burger i i don't maybe i'm reading that the wrong way <clears throat> I do want to talk about one other thing, which is um, this has now been officially announced as a three-parter. Now, strategically, if you were going to remake Final Fantasy VII at the pace that remake was going at, it could not be three games because they only adapted about the first six to ten hours, and it is a 30 to 40 hour game. They would need about four or even five assuming they make a game that is just all post-game stuff and you doing chocobos for 40 hours or something insane like that. Um, how much of Final okay, Fantasy uh, VII uh, Remake do you think is going to be in this?
1: I do have a theory on that. Uh-huh. Right. I do have theories there. So my theory is, like, like I said at the start of the podcast, I think they're going to Empire Strikes Back this one, and I think we're going to end when Aerith dies either Mm -hmm. that or we end at northern crater right so we end you know clouds lost to the live stream i think that'd be a good place place. to end
0: actually i do yeah
1: and the reason why i say this is because i think that um well first of all it's just common for any trilogy to do an empire strikes back in the second one but the the main reason i think that is because it just makes a lot of sense to me that We don't get the airship in this one. We get the airship in the final part. Do you think we'll
0: ever get an airship? I don't think we're ever going to get an airship. The way this game's structured. No,
1: we're going to get an airship. I mean... We might get an
3: airship
0: menu. Yeah, we'll get Final Fantasy X airship when you can go and fly back to certain locations maybe to do side quests. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't think we ever yeah,
1: will. Like, no, no um, I'm saying, like... Sorry, go on. uh, Yeah,
2: if the breakpoint is the Northern Crater, and I do agree, unless they modify the plot heavily, those two points are the two most natural breakpoints. You know, one of them being such the, such a natural breakpoint that it was the ending of the first disc. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think, like, if we were to use the Northern Crater breakpoint then there's, uh, well, well, part... Like, that would make, in comparison to the uh, plot of uh, of Remake, uh, that would make Rebirth, like, the longest part of the entire thing, just mapping it to the seven plot. So a lot of Part 3 uh, would be essentially flying around doing all this various shit. You could basically have... The side quest structure of remake, but instead of having, oh, six quests in this one zone, you can basically just have them spread out across the entire planet and just use the airship to go wherever you want. Do the various parts, of, do the various things.
1: Right.
0: I should right. specify yeah, there remember, will be, like, you know... there has to be airships for the plot. There will definitely be a high wind. When I say airship, I mean specifically the JRPG trope of you unlock this thing that lets you go anywhere.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's mean, a, yeah. it would my absolutely personal... be an airship in the style of uh, you know, Final Fantasies without a world map. Yeah, So, right. you know, like right. 10, like 12. 12.
0: Yeah.
1: My personal uh, like, you know, my personal hope for that, and this is never going to happen, but if they were to do an airship, how I would want it to be structured is like this. So, the world is done in zones, like the FF12 style zones, right? Mm-hmm. But the airship, when you're flying around in the airship, they treat it like, you know, like you imagine if you're flying a real plane, right? You know, and you look at the ground below you, you can't see it that well, because you're Mm -hmm. pretty high up.
0: So
1: I imagine like, you know, you'd be flying around in an airship wherever you want, and then when you like decide you want to descend, that's at the point you go down through the clouds and whatever, and then you start in whatever zone you happen to be hovering over. So the airship would, would be, be a separate thing. Airship.
0: It was not one continuous world, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I think that'd be the smart way to do uh, it, where maybe you have a yeah, a world as a single like object. So that way you can do the uh, there's a big airship fight in Final Fantasy VII where you have to go trace down a yes, dragon. The
1: ultimate weapon.
0: Yes. Yes. The
1: ultimate weapon.
0: The is it yeah, Ultima no, or Ultimate? Introduce- it's Ultimate. Right. Uh, seven, uh, I think ultimate. it's ultimate.
1: Ultimate, yes. Yes, it is ultimate for seven. But I guarantee the translation's probably going to change that.
2: Because, I doubt that you know, because it's think... also ultimate in fourteen. Oh, like everyone, everyone oh, says okay. it calls it ultimate, but the uh, but the in-game dialogue explicitly calls it the ultimate weapon.
0: What does the romaji say? Why don't uh, I go okay. check that. Ultimate weapon. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just b- just checking
1: right the now. The kind of. It isn't just ultimate weapon because the airship is kind of needed for the other weapons as well. You need it for Ruby weapon because you have to like barge into him. Mm -hmm. And then you need it for. uh... Oh oh, no, you don't need the airship for the other. You need the submarine for ramp weapon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but like, you know, you think about things like the submarine and the airship. I think they were so crucial in the original game that they're going to have to be back in some form.
0: Okay, it it is Arutima weapon, and I think it's Arutima weapon for all the other Ultima. No, no, it's sorry, I'm checking the Romaji right now.
1: It's
0: It's Arutima weapon normally, and then it's Arutima for Final Fantasy VII, so it is slightly different.
1: Oh, okay. I I thought it was Atma for some reason, but that's just it's Atma is, is the
0: uh, yeah Final Fantasy 6 because of the yeah, text that's, limitations.
2: that's just the Wolsey, Wolsey yeah. translation. I
0: think I think it's the little no, they like couldn't the- have the text so long, so that's why a lot of things are abbreviated. Everyone in Final Fantasy 6 right, has a yeah, name that's, that's only funny. six letters long for that reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the unused Kaiser Dragon in that is called Saw Dragon.
0: Yeah. Uh, what was I going to? Oh, all right. Do you think that they're actually going to adapt every single thing in Final Fantasy VII, or are they going to cut stuff? Because I was doing the mental math myself.
1: I don't think they're going to cut anything. Uh Uh-huh. I don't think they're going to cut anything. I think, if anything, they're going to add stuff. Because the whole justification for doing it in three parts was we don't want to cut anything.
0: Well, I was thinking just off the top of my head. I'm thinking just how much of the world is left to be shown. There are something like 12 different towns. There's Calm. there's Juna, and there's Costa del Sol. There's Gold Saucer. There's Cosmo Canyon. There's Wutai. There's Mid-Nibelheim. Uh, Icicle Inn? One other town yep. that I can't remember that's around the uh, ancient... Gangaga Gungaga, yeah. Uh, and uh, North no, that, Coral.
1: That's not around the ancient.
0: Bro. All right, so yeah, there's so 11 then. Alright, so th- there's about yeah, 11 there's, towns.
1: There's,
0: there's 11 yeah, towns, and that's, and that's yeah, huge. That's a huge amount of stuff to put into a video game.
1: Yeah, and then there's all the original stuff. Right, but, stuff, but like, the the stage and whatever. Chocobo Farm as well.
0: That's not a town. That's a farm. Right. You can leave that as just a farm.
1: Yeah. yeah, but... Yeah, there's like, you know... And then when you're counting all the other dungeons there are, there's a pretty decent amount there as well not that many not so for a jrpg still yeah not for a jrpg sure but there's still like a decent amount where if we're operating on the assumption that each dungeon equals one chapter like uh the first one had the foot sorry seven remake got 18 chapters so if we assume that we can reasonably assume i think the seven rebirth will have 18 chapters and the first one will be the flashback but
0: I think the flashback is going to yeah. be beefy. I think it's going to be a big event. That might be like a third of the, the game. The flashback oh, in the original was really long. It is really long. Yeah,
2: yeah, like it. Yeah, it literally has a point uh, where you can stop just to save
0: because
2: <laughs> of how fucking long it is.
0: Ah, um, PlayStation yeah,
2: RPGs. Each in um in the seven remake, you know, despite all eighteen of these chapters being in Mika, each. Each chapter is, you know, a fully realized area in and of itself, and several of these areas are combination town and dungeons. Like, you know, the yeah, ones yeah. that take place in the slums. Like there's it's just this one region, but they are both like all three of those slum areas are in and of itself a town and two dungeon areas. Like they're not huge okay. dungeon areas, admittedly, but that's what they are. Mm -hmm. so first of all i think that some of these towns and dungeons can be merged into a single chapter based on their proximity and also yeah i think that you know there aren't so many areas that two more parts couldn't cover all of them and there'll be a ton of reuse uh, in part three anyway because you know that's the part where you're flying all over the world You, you get to go back to midgar and and all that so a lot of that work will already be done and they can just fit it in and considering square enix was not afraid to make a two disc ps4 game i would not be surprised if they're not afraid to make a two disc ps5 game
1: i will say like uh the thing i'm most excited for regarding seeing other towns is like you know the towns had such super like interesting lore that As a normal player, you'll probably just never discover because, you know, most people don't bother to, like, mess around talking to all the NPCs. So, like, you actually go, you go to a lot of these towns and you realize how basically the story behind all of them is how, you know, big corporate screwed them over, right? You know, so the story of what happened in Calm is it was a mining town and all the miners were from Mithra Mine, but the mines got shut down. So now most of them are out of a job. You know the story from Under Junan is that you know they were a fishing town and then Shinra decided to put the port there and that screwed them over. And like Costa del Sol is the, that one's fine, but yeah, you go to all these towns in and oh, Wutai is the more obvious one because Wutai is like you know it was like a proud nation and then there was the war and now it's just a tourist trap, like you know. So basically, all of them is like a story of how big corporate screwed them over and you know i think it would be super interesting to like explore that in a way that like you know they actually like cover it this time because if you think about for instance like you know the ghost you know the train graveyard like you know the train graveyard had no story behind it in the original or if it It was just a a story that the developers just thought of and then just didn't bother to like elaborate on it and now it does the Train Graveyard yeah, is a fun. puzzle
0: in the original game. It is one screen where you move some trains
1: back and forth to get up. That's all it is. And they yeah. turned it into a two-hour well, two sequence. Screens. Yeah, yeah. It's two screens, that's it. Yeah. And now it's like a full-ass dungeon that gets a lot of time.
0: You were saying? Oh, wait, are you... Um, no, I, uh,
1: no, yeah, I, was, I, that was, I kind of finished my point. Oh, okay, all I was right. Just, I'm excited to see how they elaborate on the lore for all these towns.
0: What, I think what you bring up is an interesting point Because all these towns all right, there, There's a Sequence style Final Fantasy 7 breaks down Which kind of shows A sort of tension between what this game Is and what it was Final Fantasy 7 is A classic RPG In the 90's mold of Town dungeon town dungeon Town dungeon that's how all The original Final Fantasies were Up until 10 basically and then they started yeah, breaking well. out. What 7 Remake is, that is a action, story, PlayStation-style action-adventure, whatever you want to call it. It's not a traditional RPG. It is not like that. So I kind of right. can't imagine that the style of the game they made would allow them to just allow you to shotgun towns this quickly where it's like, oh, now we're in Gold Saucer for three hours. Boom, now we're in Cosmo Canyon for three hours. It feels like they want to elaborate and build on things so much that it's almost impossible for me to imagine that every single thing that happened in that original game can be translated into this new form because it's just going to feel chaotic if gold saucer is only three hours long it just won't feel right it has to be 10 hours uh the adventures
1: like how are you thinking in terms of like when you say gold saucer are you talking about like you know barrett's past as well there's a
0: whole yeah there's a ton of stuff that happens in gold saucer it's a huge thing and that's about there's
1: the gold saucer date there's like you know and there's a shit ton of mini games. If in there's North
0: a new character, there's like, so much stuff that happens in Gold Saucer. Yeah. It's an enormous location with like 15 different spots that would all have to be fully developed and built. So, this is yeah. why I kind of wonder no, is, this be, like, mm-hmm. is this going to
1: yeah, be.
0: Is this going to be just them? We're just going to take the old assets and make it 3D? Because you could do that, and that game would be complete. But obviously they have ambitions that are something different. So I'm almost at this point accepting that as much as I would love to see all those original Final Fantasy VII things happen on my PlayStation 5 with the best polish possible, that may not be with the game we're going to get. That we are going to go into Evangelion rebuild territory, maybe even as early as the Nibelheim flashback, and this game is going to be something different will have many of the same events but it will be different
1: yeah i can <laughs> see that you know for instance it might be like oh we still get to see like you know red 13's passed in cosmic canyon and then yes. barrett's past we have in- to have those things Corral, yeah we have them but they happen at like totally different points whereas yes. in the original it's kind of like back to back now this time it's like okay they both happen but there's a completely different like order mm-hmm. for it if that makes sense
0: we- I, I bet every single playable character will still be in there, even if they don't need them. They'll manage to get Sid Highwind into this game. Uh, well, they how, have, to, yeah, have, they have uh, to have Sid. They have uh, to have And, have and have Sid. We know
2: that we've, all, and we've already and got theory. Yussi, so the only person who, who's in question is Vincent. We have to dude. have Vincent. Yeah. I mean, have we have already Vincent. know if Kate fucking Siv-, Siv-, Siv is there. He was in, he was in Remake, so... Yep. Yeah.
0: And the Deep Ground people were in Remake, so uh, we have to have Vincent. So everyone's going to be there. They're all going to be playable. Um, At
2: at some point, Genesis is going to barrel his way into the story of the (laughs) Remake.
0: But does he have to, though? What if he didn't? Yeah, it would not
2: be a lot better. Okay, I am going to bet you right now Rebirth will have its DLC story. It will be about Vincent and... It's going to have fucking gacked.
0: Okay. Um uh, what so he was he the, fucking
2: I don't know, but
0: <laughs> I will bet I you, it's the
1: DLC.
0: What do you. What do you want to bet that Vincent will be the DLC of the next game? We could we could make this interesting. Yeah. Do you want to put a wager down? Some color match. I mage. don't
2: know what I can actually wager on. That <laughs> <laughs> uh twenty dollars Steam game.
0: Steam game of your choosing $20
2: Steam game, okay Okay.
0: Alright, I think that Vincent will be in this new game and he will not be the DLC character
2: Yeah, okay, yeah, that's
0: fair Uh, Alright, let's do this Handshake The whole world's listening We can't mooch out of this Assuming that in the future there even are $20 Steam games
2: Why not? Just assume the clapping I'm making near the mic is supposed to be a handshake (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay I,
0: I i reached my hand out and i don't i might have cracked my elbow actually <laughs> all right um how are we okay. doing for time okay. by the way uh, uh i, can, well,
2: I
1: have to be out in about 15 minutes 15
0: minutes okay
2: i can give us yeah. about 45 minutes until i have to like temporarily leave but if we're not done i can come back like a half hour after that
0: i think we can wrap everything up in 45 minutes Techno will okay. have to leave us early. Are there any final thoughts on Final Fantasy 7 Because this is not the last time we'll be talking about this. We'll be talking about this for presumably the rest of our lives at this pace they're going. At least twenty
1: twenty-seven. Yeah. Um, not much to say except I'm happy with what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing I'm most excited for, other than what I said, the two- first Soldier Season I three, right? Things- <laughs> No, uh, three things I'm most excited for. Um, one is what I said, which is learning more about the lore of the New Towns. Second is the soundtrack. You know, it was great in 7 Remake, and I'm sure it will be just as good in 7 Rebirth. Third is seeing how they elaborate on the combat system from Integrate. I thought they made a huge improvement in Integrate over the original, over 7 Remake. And, you know, I really liked what they did with the, uh, with the link-up attacks. I'm super excited to see what those look like. I think that uh, it's going to start off with some Cloud and Sephiroth link up during the flashback sequence, and then they will introduce the other characters into that. I think that's going to be so exciting. So those are the three things I'm most excited for, but overall, like, they exceeded my expectations with this. Okay.
2: Anyone else have final thoughts? I do also hope that Synergize does make its way into Rebirth because Integrates combat did feel quite good.
0: And Cat, use you, you didn't play it, so I guess you don't. I have not thought. played it. I don't have a yeah. comment on the combat. Okay, um, I am hoping that there is a long sequence of playable Sephiroth because that will make my childhood happy. Even though I was like fifteen when I played Final Fantasy 7, I was still a child then, and I deserve happiness. I think.
1: Yeah, that's. That's still exciting.
0: Yep. Uh, so we should move on to the next I, massive bit of news, right?
2: I don't think uh, Remake can possibly be edgy enough to have you play Sephiroth during his Massacre in Nibelheim, but I have no, the it's it not gonna, really that's cool not the, if that's happened.
0: That's not the thing I want. I want to be Sephiroth killing that big red dragon fight that you get. And well, then yeah, other things. But, but no, I don't want well, to yeah. kill <laughs> random yeah, people. What, why are you... Why would you even put that thought into my mind? I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay. I mean, Alright, the next really big, enormous, enormous thing that will be the topic of discussion for years and years on this podcast, and that is that Tactics Ogre Reborn has leaked onto the PlayStation Store.
1: This is incredible. Uh, sorry, this is very exciting news. That, that's a good game. It's a, so that it's a, is a great good game. game. I have laughed at that. Is one of the,
0: it <laughs> is one of the best video games I think of all time up there with Final Fantasy Tactics I've never decided which one's better it's a very tough decision we know for a fact I when it leaked it was a listing that leaked so the game itself we don't know anything about it other than that it exists and they'll announce it at some point um, actually let's be serious here the next thing is Final Fantasy 7 times 2 plus 2 Final Fantasy 16. We got the new trailer. Yeah. Our long national nightmare yeah, of suffering and misery and its speculation and everything else is over. The month started out literally the second day PlayStation event. It was like the last thing they showed. But we got it. We have a new trailer for Final Fantasy yeah. 16. It exists. And the
1: graphics look a hell of a lot better than the first trailer. There's it it does, yeah. Theory
0: oh man so uh we saw clive we saw lots of other characters uh we saw Mm -hmm. summon
1: battles we saw regular battles (laughs) Uh, there's yeah i will say that like you know i've been mostly down on this game but i'm still excited just tepidly excited and i was gonna say that you know the information we've gotten from it does make me more happy Especially the fact that there are, in fact, party mechanics. But I might be jumping the gun on that. Well, oh, Alright,
0: it looks... This has been the one big topic of controversy in this new trailer. Is that it appears that there's not going to be any kind of party system. And, in fact, that... It
1: appears from the trailer, yes, but they have yeah. said there are some mechanics.
0: There's some kind of mechanics, but there will be one playable character. and it, Is it announced officially that Clive is the only playable character?
1: It's not announced officially, but if that is the case, then that'll be extremely disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm... So, like, uh, if... Assuming the you know, my worst fears come to pass about the games, that is, you know, Clive is the only playable character, and they do another 15 on us where the other female characters have nothing else to do. Like, if that's the worst-case scenario and that comes to be... I'll still enjoy it, but it just won't be my favorite game in the series. And I'll still just be upset about the fact that, you know, seemingly since 13 has just put them off, like, you know, ever giving us any female characters at all. Like I'll be upset about that, but I'll still enjoy the game because everything else looks solid. You know, the setting looks great. The lore looks great. You know, the way, the summons look badass as hell. Like, you know, I know I'm going to like it. And, you know, I don't think that Yoshi P's let us down before. I know I'm going to like it, but it's just that whole thing just really disappoints me because, you know, my favorite game is Final Fantasy VI, where which has a female lead, you know, and where Celeste is excellent. Like, Final Fantasy 7 is one of my favorites. And Tifa and Aerith are my favorite characters from that game. Final Fantasy Nine. My favorite is Garnet. This Ta-da. series has a really good track record with female characters, and it was way ahead of the rest of the industry. But so it's really disappointing to me that it appears to be the case that Final Fantasy is regressing, where the rest of the industry is zooming right past them. It's just really disappointing to me. I don't understand it. Well, Techno my does. My only theory. Is oh my that god. Thirteen just put them off it.
0: All right, you can say what you want. All right, yeah. Did you, did you call me by my real name just now? No, I, I didn't. I, I heard <laughs> Eric. I it's fine. You can call me by whatever. No,
1: I said whatever. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> okay. No, no, no. All right, you... I understand on some level that it's great to have female playable characters, but does a female character in a story or video game have to be the person you're running around with in your controller to be a great character?
1: No, that is okay. th- and that is a good point. Because right. I
0: can tell you there are JRPGs with playable female characters where the female characters are quite bad and pretty flat and disappointing.
1: That is very much true as well. Like, that is absolutely the case, you know. The reason why I say that, you know, I have lower expectations for how good they are if they're not playable in some form is because when you think about it, the most memorable characters in the series have, by and large, mostly been playable characters, or they've been the villain, you know? Or in some cases, you know, in the case of Arden, he was playable and the villain. Wait, Arden's you know, female? is like, think... not female. Right? <laughs> what? Yes. <is> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, like, you know, you look at, for instance, like, Beatrix in Final Fantasy IX. She wasn't permanently playable, but she was a playable character at some point in the game. For, like, a minute... You know? like yeah for you know for still a decent amount
2: yeah but, i thought she was like, more uh, more memorable for all the ass particularly your ass that she kicked and <laughs> off for the moment where she you know decides to stop kicking
1: your ass for a minute yeah true, true enough that is also very true edia final fantasy eight playable for a like, minute you know i can go on and on uh, you what's that She's playable for a minute and it's not even a
0: memorable section. She joins her party to, like, walk across a bridge. Yeah, and
1: me- <laughs> her most
2: memorable scroll section is the assassination
0: scene. Yeah, she's not playable in that. You're she right. joins the party, you walk across a bridge, and then she leaves the party immediately. It's the thing with that yeah. with that character.
1: Okay. Yeah, because this thing so kind of up top, really. But, uh, Look. my second reason for being disappointed on it is just the fact that, um,. You know, we very recently had a game where there were four party members, all of which were male. No, they and weren't. The female characters in that were uh, garbage. Uh, 15. They were so oh, fifteen. Oh, oh, yeah. oh!
0: I thought he was talking about yeah. a chaos game.
1: Oh no, no, right. I, uh, no! I yeah. don't mean that one. Yeah, that no, was actually like half a task. Yeah. Yeah, fifteen. Uh, and, and even in the chaos game, you know, there are female characters in it, but they are garbage hot garbage they are literally so bad like that no i mean anyway uh the only good character in that game is freaking jack but anyway um yeah so like 15 the, the the characters in the game got zero focus what whatsoever outside of literally the main four and Arden. no one else got any focus whatsoever and you can say like oh well 15 is a unique case because it has all the problems with the writing and etc and i will agree with you on that i will grant you that right but you know so it's so to me the reason why i'm somewhat upset and disappointed is the fact that you know they just don't have an indicator to me that they've learned from that like there's just not nothing i've seen indicates to me you know we understand that your favorites that many of your favorites weren't just the same anime boys that we've been giving you for the past two games you know so here we're gonna make a good character that maybe is is something different so far i do not have an indication of that now if if there is you know if there is a good if there re- if there is good representation when the actual game comes out, because I'm not gonna trust the trailers on this. Like they said we were gonna like Luna Freya and we didn't. Like if the if the game does come out and you know there are there are great female characters that are not playable, I will eat every single one of these words and I'll be huh? singing the praises of uh, this cat game. Catius has but, been trying to so say about something about for about
3: a, about a while. For yep. We're taking stupid bets in this podcast episode.
2: Yep. How about not? this? Okay,
3: I will bet you a any game you want on Steam for at most twenty dollars that Benedicta becomes like a like much remembered and beloved character of Final Fantasy Sixteen within, let's say, a few months after its release.
0: Oh, uh, we need a. All right, all right. If you're going to make a bet, this is between you guys. I'm not to get involved in that. Uh, but we need a clear. And a measurable way of saying that she's a beloved character. How exactly are you going to prove that that is the case? This is hard, actually. It is hard. Yes. (laughs) Is it how much porn of her exists? Is that the question? (laughs) That apparently is the benchmark. How much pornography has been drawn of a character to make them important and culturally relevant?
1: That is not a good.
2: I I I suppose that. I mean, I'm not sure if that's a valid. uh, Because um, is definitely higher up on the tags than you'd think she'd be, but at the same time, um, it was at the same time as usually at the the same time as the Futa tags. Okay. Yeah, like
1: Aranea, Aranea, great design, character. Unfortunately, there's no Futa
0: in Final Fantasy. I'm gonna
1: have to cut this out. I have something measurable. I have uh, a measurable metric we can use, right? Uh So, a recent game, right? She's not a new character, but she is a beloved character. Jessie. She wasn't playable, right? And we know she was beloved because there were articles written about her in major publications. Okay. And because she was voted in fan polls. If those two things hold true, then... I think, is that a fair condition for the bet? No, I, think uh, I think that's a uh, fair condition. I think that's a fair condition. I think
0: I think we need a third party to decide this bet, which is between Cat Use and obliterator. Somebody right. sure. who does not have strings um, in this can go and decide whether or not the character is beloved based on their own perception, and I nominate, uh, let's say, Scath.
2: Yeah, well, I'm not him. going to take that on personally, although I will point out that, you know, yeah, you know, considering it can take a while for you know fandom uh, uh, general ideas to coalesce, you probably won't be able to cash in on this bet until like at least a year after the game comes out.
3: Yes, one I year think later. Six months, but I, a year is also reasonable. A
0: year. All right, All All right. right. we will ask.
3: help Skate about his duty.
0: Yes, yeah, so we'll tell Scape. <laughs> we'll tell Scape on one of the podcast episodes. He'll have to go decide whether or not. What was the character's name again? Benedicta, I think, is her name. Bened- uh, the Benedetta. Benedetta. One right. Is it Benedetta? Uh, yeah. Benedetta? Which one's she, by the way? Benedicta, I think. Yeah, Benedicta Harmon. Is she the Garuda one? Oh, okay. Alright, techno, cat use, shake hands. It's all been formalized. Okay,
3: yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, I don't know what that
0: did, but that's a handshake somehow. It's, it's, yeah, Yeah. right. Digital handshake, it's been done. Uh Uh-huh.
1: And I'll let you guys, um, I'll let you guys be excited about this game, because again, okay. there is stuff to be excited about. I don't want to be. I'm sorry to start off with a massive Debbie Downer, because there is stuff to be excited about, and it does look really good. It's just that one aspect is disappointing to me. Anyway, thank you very much. Okay. And I will see you next podcast. All
0: right, bye, Techno. All right, Techno, I believe has bye. left us now. Yes, there he has. He is now gone. Uh, so. What do we want to say about him now that he's not here?
1: <laughs> I think um, I think Technoblitterator
0: is our friend and a valid contributor to the wiki, and I'm glad he's here.
2: I I do agree that the situation does not sound ideal, and like well, they have you know said oh you'll be able to give commands to someone else. They have very much implied that that someone else is Clive's dog. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> oh boy.
2: Uh, yeah. I like
3: a dog. Though. Uh, Wasn't there and like the... a playable dog mechanic in Final Fantasy fifteen? Why is Final Fantasy a dog game?
0: In eight, you huh? had a dog, and in six, you had a dog.
3: Wait, what was a dog in fifteen? Wait, was, am I making this up? You could like mm-hmm. have the like dog deliver mail or something.
0: I, do, uh, oh, the
2: yeah, yeah, one of um, one of uh, Luna Freya's dogs uh, acted as sort of like a a courier between her and the party and then at the end of the game you could talk to him to travel back in time to uh so you could go back to the overworld map
0: wait the dog could travel through time
2: i guess 15th rising is a fucking mess
0: wait isn't shiva in that game doesn't she turn into a dog because she's also luna freya's like handmaiden but she also turns she into might a wolf. Be, I
2: don't fucking know. <laughs> I
0: kind of remember someone turning into a wolf briefly in that game, and then she's also Shiva. There's a lot. I, forget but, fifteen. Yeah,
2: well, I well, I agree that the situation is not ideal. I don't think it could possibly be as bad as fifteen, because also this is you know the writing team of a uh, Realm Reborn and heavenswood, which is again not ideal with women. After all, the current uh, lead writer of Final Fantasy XIV is still pissed off about how the original writing team effectively Fridgemon Breda because the, that was one of Ishikawa's characters and they killed her off one patch after she was introduced.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, okay.
2: She's still mad about that one. Uh, but it's still not as bad as 15 was.
0: I, I think one thing about 16. Because I, I really like what I saw of 16 Is that Yoshi P is out already He's been giving long ass interviews Like remarkably long Like Normally with oh, Final yeah, Fantasy that a press quits. Yeah it was Normally with Final Fantasy you get like a two minute trailer And it's really cool And that's radio silence for years Instead Yoshi P is out here Basically telling his life story And what encourages me Is that there is a clear vision behind this game Obvious. they've been making it for a very long time. It turns out they've been developing it since like twenty fifteen. I think was one of the things that came out. But the fact that yeah,
2: they uh, yeah, yeah, it happened sometime during the uh, during the heavenswood patch cycle because yeah, uh, the uh, the the lower ranked members of the fourteen team started taking over Heavensward going into stormblood, and then like the uh, current. The current team, you know, like Ishikawa's lead writer and everyone else, they fully took charge starting with Shadow Bringers. Yeah, and like that's also when uh, uh, when uh, the lead translator Kochi Fox he moved from he moved from 14 to 16 after after Stormblood. They, they were doing this whole transition during the, that four year period, and I believe Yoshi P did mention that we started with about six people and then just brought more people on as we needed them.
0: Okay. That's all. That's great. I'm glad that you know all that because I didn't know any of it. But um, what I was trying to say is that the thing with 15, and we've been over how bad that development is, but it was a game yeah. that was bounced off hot potato. Ideas mm-hmm. were left over. And unfortunately, in some of those cases, those ideas were whole characters. It's just like Luna Freya is just the most damsel in distress fridge ah, disaster yeah. of a character you've ever seen. So I, I believe in this team to go and execute on all of their artistic ambitions. I don't think any of these characters are going to be left in the lurch. I think techno-obliterators worry about no playable female characters is a bit overstated. That There will be decent... I mean, it's Final Fantasy. It's a game where everybody's an anime person. It's not exactly groundbreaking in terms of representation on any level. Not really ethnically, not gender wise not sexually um, we're just lucky that they've had male and female characters in the 90s I mean
2: that sounds, I, and besides I think I already said this in the discord channel but after that trailer came out I saw a bunch of the lesbians in my twitter feed go absolutely wild for Red Garuda so they're clearly doing something right this Garuda is why good.
3: I made the bet on Benedicta and not the Shiva girl whose name I can't remember it's for exactly
0: that reason
2: I'm not sure if they've actually introduced uh, Sheep as a
0: uh,
3: human think they form did. yet
0: No, they they introduce Garuda They introduced Rock They introduced Titan uh, yeah. It's strongly implied that Clive is a Freete We know that Joshua yeah. is Phoenix, Phoenix Which my theory is Joshua will die and then come back Because Phoenix, get it? Um, right yes. yeah. um, we, th- we know there's Bahamut In this version I think they introduced all the summons so I don't think we've seen yeah, Bahamut's there was human.
2: there's Bahamut and Odin. And...
0: Oh, there is Odin. I didn't see him. All right. I, need, I should yeah, have should the a trailer. Yeah,
2: that bit where Odin fucking parries Megaflare with his sword. Oh,
0: that, that's cool. It was a very cool trailer. Um, also, uh, one of the things about playable characters is that this is an action RPG, it appears. Like, it seems like they're fully yeah. going real-time action with this one, even more so than Final Fantasy 7, which is kind of an action game, but it's really just a JRPG with some action. It's complicated. It Uh, is
2: Devil May Cry with RPG mechanics.
0: That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that they just fully go, let's just make the best action game we can and tell a great story around it. The reason that you can't have a party with that is because if you have real-time action, that means you really can only play as one guy at any one point. Maybe you can play as the other dudes at other times, but you're only going to be playing as one person anyway... And the all the other characters will be AI. And this is just how games are. Um, in a lot of the interviews... The other team members... I think it might have even been Yoshi P himself... Was kind of expressing... What seemed like a bit of like sorrow... Or maybe bittersweet feelings... On the fact that they don't have... A turn-based battle system. But they're also like... Man, this is what sells, dude. Like, This is a fucking HD... Ridiculously expensive cutting-edge game we have to go and do what sells and i don't think i i know persona sells really really well i don't think that a term-based rpg will sell the 20 million copies that i think square next wants this game to sell
2: square is definitely a company that likes to compare their results to the uh to the best in the field And when you're talking about turn-based RPGs, that's always going to be a losing proposition because number one in that field is Pokémon.
0: Oh yes, Pokémon, of course. But, you know, this is a party... It's a different kind of game, almost immediately, from what Pokémon is. Um,
2: Right, of course, but square being square, that would probably be what their benchmark is.
0: I don't know if they've ever actually shown much interest in competing with Pokemon directly, except for, I don't know, 13.2 and Dragon Quest V, when they basically invented the idea of playable monsters, but anyway. um, Oh yeah,
2: that's my entire thing. If they set a sales expectation, I do not believe that expectation to be based in any rational reality, Yeah, because they never make a rational decision on these things.
0: The other thing is that this is the direction the series has been moving on. We have not had classic turn-based action in one of these games since Final Fantasy X-2. And even then, Final Fantasy X is the last traditional Final Fantasy game, I consider. Yeah, X-2 was and kind of even different then, already. and
2: then, like, the, the, there are only four main games, game series. There's, a, you know, the actual traditional turn-based... And, uh, three of those were made before I was born, so...
0: Alright, so it's Shimigami Tensei, it's Bravely Default now, it's Pokemon. Yeah. What are the other, like, are there any other real mainstays left, other than those ones?
2: Uh, unless you so. start uh, counting strategy RPGs, not really.
0: Yeah, because Tails has always been action, um, strategy yeah. RPGs, you still have, you have a lot of those... Yeah, there really aren't that many... I love that kind of game, but it's... It is old. So, there'll be plenty in the indie scene to fulfill your needs if you want it. This is a HD super game. It's a triple, quadruple, pentuple A game. So, you just kind of, you know... These are, unfortunately, the compromises you gotta make. And, unfortunately, Party is probably gonna be one of it. But, hopefully, it plays really good. Yeah, Yeah, and I I am...
2: I am mentioning strategy RPGs because I have seen when people talk about this, they like bring up Fire Emblem, which I I don't really think that counts because you know those tactics games yeah. are a very different piece to what we're talking about.
0: Yes, it is.
3: And yeah, I don't think we're ever gonna see like like Final Fantasy Sixteen. So far, has been the story has been built as like Final Fantasy Tactics, but with big glorious set pieces, we can finally see like Ramza opening the dam at. Uh, Fort Bessalot and flooding thousands of soldiers in glorious HD, and we're never going to see a tactical RPG or a turn-based RPG that is that has, like, glorious set pieces like that
0: yeah I, well yeah, I don't think you could do it, you could do all those things you want, but again it's a tactical RPG, it is a set limit on a niche Fire Emblem is as successful as I think it even possibly could be and you know the market can be manipulated
2: exceeded everyone's expectations on that yeah
0: I mean you can build a market if you want to so Nintendo has been continuously investing in Fire Emblem and it's grown incredibly more popular and if Square Next wanted I bet they I bet they could swing the entire industry back to traditional turn based RPGs if they made one that was good enough But I don't think that's just the kind of game that Square Enix wants to make anymore. Right. It's been 20 years since Final Fantasy X. I think officially. 20 years. Mm -hmm. I have gray hairs now. It scares me every time I see them. Uh, uh, Were there any other big points about Final Fantasy XVI I forgot to bring up? Um, It's coming out next summer. Right.
2: Right. Yeah, so it's actually uh, going to be a fairly loaded uh, next uh, year and a half because yeah, we got Crisis Core Reunion in winter. Yep. Then, uh, then sixteen the summer afterwards. Mm-hmm. Then the winter afterwards, seven rebirth, and then probably shortly after that will be uh, fourteen seven point oh.
0: And uh, don't forget about Forspoken this fall.
2: Uh, yeah, that's. I I mean we we got to uh, get that uh, a killing machine going.
0: Yeah. That did not show up at E3 at all. I'm I'm slightly worried about that game. But they also did have a very big marketing blitz like in April for that game yeah. or May, so I can understand why I wouldn't have been at any of those things. I think it'll make fall. That's my bet. I'm not actually betting anything on it. I think it'll make that release date. I hope it's a good game. Oh, we also have Kingdom Hearts Four sometime. There's no release.
2: Who knows?
0: No window for that whatsoever. There's a lot of Square Enix stuff. Live Alive comes out next month.
2: All oh, right, yeah, the uh, the remake two D Live Alive. That is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, oh my yeah, god! I'm, I'm so stupid. One,
2: even if it seems like you know a fairly straight remake of the of the SNES game, that
0: Sun Color the fact Mage that it's
2: getting an official English release is uh, big.
0: Some kind of mage, I'm so dumb. I was listing off turn based RPGs. I did not mention the biggest and most important, the granddaddy of them all, Dragon Quest. Ugh. Right. How did I forget Dragon Quest? I Dragon mean, Quest we... is so
3: turn based, even their MMORPG is turn based. How did we forget yeah.
2: this? God. We know that they want to change the paradigm in 12 in some way. Um, yeah, if they move away from turn-based I think uh, Japan is required to have a national day of mourning so probably not
0: I'll cry if the next Dragon Quest is not turn-based, like I legitimately will it's th- it's the one series that I don't think should ever move forward for any reason it should just stick with what it does Pokemon could break turn-based combat before uh, Dragon Quest does
3: Pokemon needs to do something different because I think People are going to, people, it's, it's amazing that people have not gotten bored of the Pokemon formula, but people are going to get bored of the Pokemon formula. You heard it here first.
0: I'm bored and of the Pokemon Legends,
3: formula.
2: Legends has shown that Game Freak is willing to tweak the formula a bit, but I don't know how much they actually plan to go ahead with those changes, really.
0: I'm so bored of the Pokemon formula. I haven't played the last, like, three Pokemon releases, and I'm I'm eyeing the new ones, Honestly, they kind of look pretty damn good. I don't know.
2: Like, I did play, uh, was it Sword? But yeah. the, the last Pokémon game I played to completion is Heart Gold, so I don't think I'm... ...exactly, uh, a typical case here.
0: Sword was so boring. I'm so, Sword and Shield were just so boring. Alright, uh, let's move on Pokémon. Are there any final thoughts on what we saw of Final Fantasy sixteen?
2: I, I, I am fairly excited.
0: I think it's my most anticipated game that is in Kingdom Hearts Four right now.
2: Yeah,
3: I'm looking through Zero X Great Translation of Yoshi P's like really long interview, and I don't think there's that much I want to comment on it. I, mean, I mean, it was just a really exciting trailer, and I'm, we we need to see thousands of people drown at Fort
0: Best a lot. Yep. <laughs> You know, I'm glad that there's a game that's... You know, uh, alright, I've had a theory, alright? And this could be just... I've had lots of theories this episode, but... This could just be, like, the last uh, 17 years of my life dominated by Final Fantasy anticipation. I don't think I can live, like, as a person without a big Square next game on the horizon far off in the distance. Because all those years I spent pining after versus thirteen and Kingdom Hearts three, like I am emotionally just attuned to wanting one of these things coming, and I'm just glad there's so many of them. I don't necessarily need any of these games to come out. Dragon Quest twelve could never come out. I could just pine for it all this time. It'd be nice. All right, we should um, we should go over. Oh, there
2: was one other thing I wanted to say regards to sixteen. Oh. Uh, one thing uh, one thing Yoshida did uh, did say is that every uh, every sort of uh, icon duel is a different genre so like one oh, one yeah. is like a first person so one is like a wrestling match and that's the one I want to focus on because if the wrestling match does not have live wrestling style commentary that is a extremely missed opportunity
0: yes uh, that's uh, in the trailer there's very big like it looked like duels or like a fighting game things, where yeah. it's one uh, summon against another summon. That's going to be a big break from the regular kind of combat that we see on the ground. Yeah. I hope it's like Skies of Arcadia, where that game had a turn-based uh, ship combat thing that was very cool. Skies of Arcadia is a great game. Everyone should play it. Anyway, uh, we have a ton of news to get through, and uh, Some color, Mage, how are you doing on time?
2: Uh, I mean, uh, Uh, At the very most, 20 minutes.
0: We can do it. Alright, so first off, end of last month, on May 31st, uh, the series producer Shinji Hashimoto retired. Officially. Um, I think he was the, like, brand head guy for a while for Final Fantasy? Yeah, he
2: was, like, the brand manager.
0: Yes. He, uh, He was basically at, like, the kicked upstairs retirement role at that point there's a picture of right. him with a, with a stuffed chocobo I, I wish him the best thank you so much Shinji Hashimoto uh, next thing uh, this is from June 2nd this is uh, Sakaguchi another big old timer from the Final Fantasy series uh, he was complaining that he cannot get a house in Final Fantasy 14
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah him and the rest of us
0: yep even even the series yeah, you, creator cannot get a house.
2: Look, you just gotta know the real secret, which is to play on the Australian servers.
0: Yep. Yeah, unfortunately he's in Hawaii, so... Uh, maybe he could in Hawaii. He might just be close enough. Um, I don't know why I saved this bit, but this is a trademark that Square Enix officially dropped. It is called Titus's Cock. What? <laughs> yes. I think they officially. Tr- I don't know why. I don't know what it is.
2: <laughs> I, I
3: mean, it, it's just they, there's probably like some like porn out there called Titus's cock that they were really embarrassed about, and so they.
0: That's did actually this. why. It's listed here: classification I, class one seven one parentheses to prevent use by a third party, and parentheses.
2: Okay. Yep. Uh, okay. Thank you my Enix for letting us Titus know that you, that you actually own Titus' cock
0: They officially okay, own yeah, Titus' cock There's a lot
3: of porn called Titus' cock
0: okay, <laughs> We keep going back to porn That's another running theme in this episode I'm sorry children
2: So so, so that's the name of this episode right Titus' cock
0: No <laughs> it's not It will never <laughs> be that Um, I, I just wrote Papus are in Final Fantasy 14 Exclamation point
2: Oh right! Uh, in uh, Final Fantasy XIV, the uh, uh, one of the recent patches uh, reintroduced uh, Hildebrand, who is uh, like the recurring joke story arc mm-hmm. character who keeps nearly getting himself killed doing very stupid things and claiming he's an inves- he's investigating things, and like at the end of the newest uh, content with him. Uh after we manage to rescue him from the from the first where Shadowbringers takes place, he then immediately gets abducted by a poo poo
0: and taken to the moon. Yeah, these are the blue alien guys from Final Fantasy Eight. Who I think yeah. are they the ones that are related to Norb Nord? Norg? The I, guy the guy in the I, basement.
2: I thought the uh Moombas were Norg.
0: Oh they alright, that's it. Though I think they're all one species. They might all have, like, a crazy life cycle, I think, is how it works.
2: Yeah, they might be. Eight story is kind of crazy, so.
0: Eight story is. What was that guy's name? I, Morb? Morbius? No. Norg. <laughs> Norb? no. Norb.
2: Norb? Norg. Norg. Norb. Norb. Not
0: Morb. All right. We'll get to Morb. Don't worry. We'll get to Morb very soon. Um, all right. We are? Yes, we are. We're gonna end on Morb. Um, this is the newest news. Oh, by the way, tomorrow there's gonna to be a Nintendo Direct. If there's anything at that, uh, we're not covering it. We'll cover it in July. It was too late in the month. Yeah, was... we, we we
2: can't uh, we can't delay this podcast recording another like fourteen hours or so.
0: No, we can't. I've been trying to get this done for like a week now. Anyway. We must end sadly because we already went over the NFT news. Uh, we must end on the saddest news of the month. A beloved member of the Final Fantasy family is unfortunately coming to an end, and that is um, which one was it? Uh, it was an Opera Record Omnia. Oh. Yes, Record Keeper. Yes, uh, all all the great memories we've had at Record Keeper. The game will be ending. Uh, Services shut down. End of September. I think MTX, which I think means the ability to buy anything. Transaction. Yeah, yeah, that's ending in August. Uh, yeah. So, th-
2: and that's uh, that's only global. There's been no indication that the Japanese version of the game is shutting down.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Yu Suzuki said, "I sincerely want to thank all of our FFRK players, past and present." Blah, 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 celebrates the 35th year. I hope you'll continue to enjoy these stories for years to come. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Yep. So uh, that's the end of that. Uh, All you Record Keeper fans, uh, you'll just have to play one of the 19 other Final Fantasy mobile games and I will never need to actually find out what Record Keeper was I completely forgot to remember and uh, now it's no longer playable so that's the end of that Uh, we have more Final Fantasies coming in the future we have Final Fantasies ending in the future the future is bright but we now must talk about our near future which is that this is a monthly podcast and we've been putting off something for a very long time next month it's the summer of Morbius Final Fantasy we're doing it I've decided it just now. It's Morbid Time? It's Morbid Time. time? It's Morbid Time, yes. The video game, Mobius Final Fantasy. I am going to watch all those cutscenes. And I will be back to report on my findings. All of you don't necessarily need to watch with me. But I'll be there. I will watch all 14 hours of this. And I will return a changed man. May not be a better man but I'll, I'll have morb It'll be Morb Highwind will be the new producer of this show.
2: Okay. Anyway, just to make sure this episode comes full circle, I just uh, retweeted onto the FF wiki feed the uh, gacked those who can't come themselves will absolutely come by my hand. Tweet.
0: <laughs> I used to do Final <laughs> Fantasy quotes and I forgot to do it. That'll be our quote of the month. <laughs> Oh, what a weird, horny episode this has been. Uh, does anyone have any things to say, Cat? You, some color, mage, Did I forget anything? I don't know.
2: I, I, I don't think I've got anything left to add at this point. Okay. I
0: think I said everything I wanted to say. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, that'll be that. Uh, let me just um, uh, let me just uh, vamp for a second because I got to load up the videos. Oh my God! What a button did I press? There we go, alright. Maybe I'll edit this, I don't know if I will. I'm just gonna mumble for a little while, this will just be the thing. Cause I need to load up, I forgot the music guy's name. Oh, here we are. Alright, so, the Final Fantasy Wiki Podcast is the official podcast of Final fantasy dot f- fantasy dot something website. Um, this show was directed by me, I'm Blue Highwind. Our music is La Montana de los... Caballeros Hovenis, the Mount Colts music which is by Expert Novice which is off the Balance and Ruin soundtrack um, next month we'll be doing Morbius I think that's all the things thank you so much for listening this is a big episode, not every month will be this big and that's that, right? yep, that it? All
2: right. <laughs>